Welcome to the Outside Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about how mental illness is directly correlated with serial killers and how the outside world depicts them. So, think about a young child and how they grow up. Do they grow up all on their own and make choices by themselves? Of course not. They're pushed and guided to the person that they'll be. So then, take example of learning how to ride a bike. You may pedal three, four times, and you fall. But then, after that, you put training wheels on, you pedal three, four times, and you're going to be staying up. That's pretty much how life goes. You're going to follow the right path, which, in their case, is the parents. Whether that may be wrong or right, I don't know, but that's what kids do. So, for serial killers' cases, they may not be in a great household. So, the troubled families, the alcohol the abuse, the divorces in some cases, that that can get to kids. It's all lined up with trouble. So people think that mental illness is the reason why serial killers act the way that they do. While some cases that might be true, in a lot of cases that's not true. So you look at some families where the dad beats the mom, children have to watch that. And that seems right in their in their family. So that's what the kid's going to end up doing. So some serial killers become abusive and fight all the time because of that. But then look at Ed Gein. Ed Gein, he grew up. He's a perfect example of this. He grew up in a troubled family. His dad was an alcoholic. He abused his mother. His mother ended up getting a divorce. So they moved away to be secluded from the dad because they didn't want any part of that. His mom didn't want any part of that with the kids. So they went into like a hiding type situation where the mom went in like the middle of nowhere in Nebraska and pretty much hid the kids away from them, which that might be good, but in a way that's also bad. So you're not getting the social aspect of life that you need to make friends and all that. Which I guess that's not it's not bad, but it's not it's not good at all. Because then they were seen as the weird kids in class that didn't have any friends and didn't have a dad or anything like that. So he was picked on, which also increased his chances on becoming like aggressive. So when all this happened, his his parents were at a very old age, and they ended up dying. So they all moved together, and Ed ended up taking all his aggression out from school and parents and all that on a diner worker, and ended up killing her. So if you take a look at that, that's pretty much like... People in the outside world think that mental illness is the only reason why serial killers become killers, and that's not true at all. It's pretty much the way that a person is brought up in life and, like, the direction that the parents guide them in. Because the way that they guide them in is the direct response of how they're going to grow up and be adults. So, I mean... If you take a look at it, and then you look at another example that the world with serial killers, 
They all think they're crazy, but nobody's there to really help them. So just recently, a shooter shot somebody at Waffle House, and they recently found him at the White House breaking in with a firearm. They ended up taking the firearms, giving it back to the dad, released the kid from prison or jail, and then the dad ended up giving the guns right back to him, and that's how he ended up shooting the people at the Waffle House. So if you think about it, the U.S. isn't really doing anything to help like fix the serial killer, serial killer issue. So like they're still out and about. They're not doing anything to like get them in a confined area to get them better mentally. They're not putting them in mental hospitals. They're not doing anything. They're just releasing them and letting them go back into the public. And that's not really okay. Like that's why serial killers are viewed so negatively. It's because nobody's here to help them. So